Hey everybody. In this episode of Drinks Los Hermanos, we sat down with the Newmans. Cody and Caitlin are co-founders of Restore269, and Cody is the founder of Driven Designs. Enjoy. Welcome back to Drinks with Los Hermanos. This is Tristan. I'm Jackson. And we are here at the beautiful Airbnb of the Newmans, Cody and Caitlin. Um, we got the owner of Driven Designs and then the two co-owners and co-founders of Restore269. That's development firms in Battle Creek. Uh, so how are you guys doing today? Excellent. How are you guys? Are we looking this way or that way? <laughs> um, you got well, it. There's a camera right on you, so you guys can look at that. Look that. All right. Yeah. Just check. <laughs> <laughs> or you can look at us when you're talking, whichever's fun. Yeah. Just All right. ignore the camera. Got it. Um, yeah, so what are you drinking today, Cody? I have, I'm not a coffee drinker, but I do support Cafe Rica. I'm pretty sure you guys being downtown, so I'm having a beer. I'm having Dark Horse's Crooked Tree. Perfect. And I have a vanilla latte. Courtesy of Cafe Rica. Thank hey. you guys. <laughs> yeah. Much needed today. Yeah, just opened up the new shop, so come on down. Um, but yeah, let's get started, Jen. Yeah. So um, let's see, you guys are um, kind of a big deal in Battle Creek now. You guys have been <laughs> around for a few years, and um, you know, you guys got your Airbnb and your living unit up in the um, Rad Eye Building. The Rad Eye Building, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And uh, you guys are uh, taking your next step. Tell us a little bit about the record box. Yeah. So the record box um, was a project that we started um, pursuing about just over a year ago now. And it was in response to Battle Creek Unlimited's request for proposal. And so um, we worked hard to, um, you know, be awarded the building. And in the spring of last year, we were awarded the building. Um, we had the building completely pre-leased, and so we have a brewery going in on the lower level, an office tenant going in on the second floor, and then a multi-purpose event space on the third floor. Um, so it's super exciting. It's been uh, a long year of all these steps um, to make this project happen, but we're super excited. It is, it's happening, it's just, you know, it takes time. Definitely, we've learned that through our, uh, through our own ventures. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys are both from Battle Creek, right? Yeah. Yep. yep. Born yep. and raised. Born and raised here. We've been together for 12 years. Um, high school sweethearts. Awesome. Yeah. So we've been, you know, we've known each other for quite some time, and I think that's what makes us a great team. Um, and we always talked about we want to do something together. So to find that, it's been pretty great. Good. That's good to hear. It's always good to see um, family members working because since we're brothers, mm -hmm. you know. Doesn't always work out, but there's also those uh, groups that you see that they complement each other very well. So they're the best partnerships. Yeah. Um, so how did let's talk about how you guys kind of got into the development? Like, you got some architecture background. Yeah. So I can kind of talk about that a little bit. So it started back with we both went to well first Caitlin went to college at Western for her undergrad, and then I went to KCC for two years and then I went to U of M and then Caitlin went to U of M for grad school. And then when I was in grad school, it was my final semester at U of M, or the one before that, and I had one of the professors that teaches development on one of my reviews. And he goes, hey Cody, you should like take my development class. I think you'd be interested. 
And I'm like, no, I don't want to be a developer. I don't, no thanks. And he's like, you, you really should. And one of my friends was going to take it. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll take it. And then I took it and I learned a ton during it. It was really exciting, kind of understood how the process works, um, everything with development. And then when we came back here, um, which we never thought we would end up back here. Um, I think a lot of people from Battle Creek always say that we're never coming back to Battle Creek, especially after high school. So it wasn't on our radar. We didn't. We wanted to go out west. Yeah, I don't know west wherever. Sure. You know, we, this was not right. where we were planning. So it was really due to some family circumstances that brought us here. Um, my uncle had passed away the summer right before, or the winter just. The March, I guess, before we got married, and he left um, like the family house to me, and so which technically that was the start of our development. Yeah. <laughs> so when that happened, um, that was crazy. We were in college, and we had this house now. Um, it's paid off, and we're like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? Like we don't, we, we don't know, we don't know what to do. Yeah, we don't know anything about. We're, we're renting, renting an apartment in college. Fresh um, out of college, even like I was actually in grad school at the time. She had already graduated. She graduated early, and then so we basically we were like we figured out how to rent it, which I joke now because we could probably run the house out and sleep. Yeah. But it was at the time we we're just like, what are we gonna do? So that's how it started with development. Yeah. So with coming, that kind of drew us back. We had a house to manage, and then Cody's dad was diagnosed with terminal cancer. So we knew we needed we had limited time and we wanted to come back and be with family yeah and it really just brought us here and we wanted a cool place to live and knowing battle creek we know a lot of the the area and we just couldn't figure out what would be a good fit for us or where we would want to end up um and actually cody's mom found a listing for this unit that we're in right here and that was crazy so we were looking in kalamazoo at the Arcadia place condos. Like we wanted a cool, in Ann Arbor we really were there. I'm like, I wanted to live downtown in a cool loft, except for in Ann Arbor, that's like $2,500 a month. <laughs> so we were like, that's just never gonna happen. But when we came back here, we were looking at some of the condos over in Kalamazoo there. And my mom, we hadn't even thought about Battle Creek to be honest. And my mom found this unit and she just emailed me the listing and instantly we fell in love. Like that night it was just like, we didn't sleep, we were just like thinking about it, like, well, how do we make this work? Uh, mm -hmm. That Monday, we called and put in a full price offer on this. Um, and they said, sorry, we, it wasn't for sale anymore, like they're pulling it off for a little while. So we're like, oh shoot, we were crushed. Because we knew we were coming back yeah. at this point. Yeah. And so we happened to have dinner with another architect in town, Randy Case, who I was working for at the time, that weekend. Like this timing's crazy now that you think of back on it. And they told us there was a second unit in the back. And we're like, well, who owns that? So we did some research, found out who owned it, and then they said they couldn't sell it at the time, but they could rent it to us. And so that's how we ended up here at first, is we rented yeah. for about a year. Just in our the unit. one residential unit we rented. And it really, just living downtown for a year gave us a whole new perspective mm -hmm. of downtown and Battle Creek in general. Instead of seeing so much blight, which there's plenty of, we saw tons of potential and an opportunity to turn that into something. Um, so I guess that was kind of the start of Restore 269. At that point, we knew we were going to purchase this building or we wanted to approach 
uh, the owners. Yep. So how much longer after you guys were renting it did you guys know you were going to purchase the other? So the, the timing was book? pretty good. I was, I wanted to be a licensed architect when we were doing this. So I was taking all my exams um, during the summer and I got licensed and then I had about a week like where I was being licensed and I was all good to go. And the owner of our unit had messaged us and said, hey, we're ready to sell. And we said, great. Like it was like the timing could not have been better. I just like literally a week before got my li like license okay. in the mail. And I was like, we're moving, like sweet, that's awesome. So, um, so that's kind of how that started right there. Yeah, and with, so we decided, we approached the, 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 the owners of the building. So it was two separate owners mm -hmm. um, and they were willing to sell. So there was few barriers, of course, to get through that process, and we lots of things we didn't know um, that we quickly learned. Yeah. Um, and so we have the two residential spaces and then two commercial spaces on the lower level. The two residential spaces were moving, ready, um, great condition, but the commercial space we it was sight unseen, mm -hmm. so we didn't really know what we were getting ourselves into. And really, it was overall in great condition. The building had been renovated in 2006, and um, so it was in decent condition, but it needed new, most of the systems needed updating, yeah. and then the old tin ceiling was peeling um, because of poor heating and yeah. cooling for so many years. It had, the building had sat empty. And being naive, I was like, well, this won't be, I'll just scrape it in a weekend and then we can paint it the next weekend. That's famous last words. <laughs> in a weekend. In a weekend. The amount so. of times I've said that. <laughs> so we probably got, like, if this ceiling here is probably 15 feet, and the first weekend I got, like, that portion done, and it goes <laughs> all the way back. Um, and that's when I realized, whoa, this might be a, might take a, little, <laughs> a little bit longer, longer than we were anticipating. But we fixed it up in a matter of months. So we wanted to, the crazy thing is, um, we said we were going to have an open house, uh, I can't even remember what the date was, like a month and a half in basically, like it's when we were going to have an open house mm -hmm. for the community. Maybe. And I remember the weekend before, uh, we were like, oh crap, I mean like we have photos of it, if we showed you guys, you guys would just laugh, it was hilarious because mm -hmm. the space was just looked like a bomb went off in there. Nothing, but literally, I mean, like, a bomb, the paint sprayer had like exploded, exploded. in the middle of the night. So, so I remember it was Tuesday, Tuesday morning, I told work I wasn't going to come in Wednesday. Like I was We just, were, we pulled an all-nighter And so, night. yeah, Tuesday I came home from work, we changed, went all night long, and then Wednesday, uh, went all day Wednesday, all night Wednesday. Oh no, I went to bed at like midnight on Wednesday, and then I got up at like 6 a.m. to go to work the next day. I don't think I got anything done that The crazy part is the open house was Saturday at like 4, right? Labor Day. And we finished the floors uh, Friday night at like 3 a.m. Like we shut the front door and it was like, <sighs> and then we're like, I hope that dries before, you know, we're hours away. And it did, it all worked out, but. Everyone's walking in, oh, it smells so fresh in here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're done, not too long ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that building, like we said, we learned a lot um, with the Rad Eye building and I guess we thought we wanted to take on another building. So that's, you know, when we 
um, timing again was kind of right for us, and that's what you know we decided. Well, the timing was perfect, well, it but it worked but, out. This, I mean, it we had this lease out, and yeah. Yeah, and again, just with Cody's background as an architect, and then um, mine was a so, as being a social worker and community development, it was a good fit for what we both want to do with building restoration and development. So, yeah, that's what kind of led us. Did you guys focus a lot on um, kind of updating the old, not? destroying it right yeah keep that you know be the integrity of all the old character and bringing that alive and yeah we like to say you know we like to do historic preservation with a modern twist so like this space we don't have like you know furniture from the 1920s or anything right. like that yeah. it's got modern amenities you know there's mm -hmm. new kitchen stuff like that but um but keeping the historic character is what we try which to do. is so valuable today you yeah. can't recurate a lot of this detail and craftsmanship in the craftsmen there's so few left that can actually do the actual yeah. craft um and they take forever normally because they, there are so few and they're so busy yeah. and it costs a fortune to do it now so that's why we think it's important to save a lot of these buildings yeah, yeah as i said they, i worked at the federal center and they went through that redoing the lobby and it took i mean they had that on the books in 2012 and they just finished that about a year ago because they had to get people to come in and restore the marble that was the original mm -hmm. marble and all this all that stuff and just it just takes forever and it's like you said because there's only there's a, a select few people that still do it that way mm -hmm. and since it's like that's a historic site so they have even more right. rules because it's a you yep. know the u.s you know historic register yeah yep and, but it's worth it because that's our history right and when you get rid of that there's our history is gone and you you just you miss out on a whole lot um, we believe that buildings are meant to bring people together and when you tear them down and there's only a surface lot or a parking structure that's not bringing people in bringing right. people together although very necessary you need yeah. to have parking for people but um, a building that's meant for business and, and social things you know that's what really matters to get people down here so we just wanted to have you know a little bit of impact on downtown and downtown living we love living downtown and the convenience of walking out your door and going to the coffee shop and <laughs> going to dinner and um so anything that we can do to be a part of that you know we said you can be um coming back you could be a part of the problem or you could be a part of the solution right yeah and that's kind of what i've figured as i came back from grand rapids this past year like like you said leaving out of high school everybody's probably got yep, the same thing you. in mind i'm not coming back ever <laughs> yeah. but things yep. do happen you get brought back for whatever reason it is and right. you can either build what you where you want to live and what you want to do or you can just complain and be complacent mm -hmm. exactly it'll never get fixed with complaining but if you you know take a step to do something maybe it'll get just one right. one millimeter closer right. to being where you want it to be mm -hmm. well and there's the potential here yes it's amazing yeah, I mean, if we, if we flashback, had gone out to Seattle or Portland or something, right now we would probably be working 50, 60 hours a week, making hardly any money, and Oaks is so competitive out there for a job. Um, and then our cost of living would be insane out there. So we would, all we would literally do is work and then come home to a crappy apartment every day and think we were, you know, living it up and think we were so great. But, you know, after like five years of that, we'd probably be like, okay, we're exhausted. <laughs> You know, we're, we haven't got anywhere with our jobs. There's just, and versus here, like the potential to. Yeah, and you can have a much greater impact sooner. 
Correct. Um, and so that was I, something that we didn't recognize, I guess, at first, but you know, we definitely see that now. Right. Is that you? You're one of not that many others in, in business, or you, know, you have you know, you can fulfill a need that, and you don't have that much competition, at least not right now initially. Right. Yeah, because this being, would you say this is, so the, if the Airbnb and then the uh, commercial downstairs and your uh, apartment, would the record box be your third project the, or the second? The record box, I mean, I guess with the, the rental house, yeah. the yeah. rental yeah. house was kind of our, wasn't, we didn't have, had, or I guess we haven't at that time established for store 269. Right. We had the rental house, we have the Rad Eye building, and then we have the record box. So that would be technically the, the third. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, just right there, like in a yeah. few years. Well, we, yeah. You know, we have the back balcony, and we can we had our eye on that building, and you know it's in our backyard. Yeah, like like I said before, I, I feel like I think the last time I said it was Cody looking out, but it was actually you that kind of had the idea, right, to rejuvenate. Yeah, that. yeah. So we um, had like it, eyes are on it, and I noticed. Um, we, we saw some pictures, I guess, through the Inquirer in previous years of the interior of the space, mm -hmm. and it reminded me a lot of um, Journeyman Distillery in Tiny Three Oaks, Michigan. And so they have a restaurant distillery on site, and then they also do events. So um, it just reminded me a lot. It, it's old manufacturing building, mm -hmm. and, and it has tons of characters, like exposed brick, the old beams and joists with the old wood. Um, the old wooden floors, like it just has so much right. character, and we don't really have anything like that here in Battle Creek, um, especially for events like weddings, and um, we just people want that kind of character and uniqueness, and so that's kind of you know I saw this opportunity to have an event space, and we could share it with so many more people. Um, these well, there was a lot of talk about having residences there, it's right on the river, Ooh, no doubt, which would be, would be very cool, amazing. Yeah. But that way, um, we can share it with so many, so many more people. Right, like you said, it brings more people together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we really needed a place like that downtown. You know, we have like we have great restaurants and bars, but we don't have a multi-purpose space. You know, that can have we have McCamley and stuff like that, but this is a completely different character. So. Yeah. So and there's, I mean, like that's great for people that want to have that experience. Like we're trying to offer a different experience with that and. Yeah. Uh, being right on the river is awesome too. There's amazing views mm -hmm. out there and all year round It's it's amazing. We've been up there um, Every season and with the snow. It's so gorgeous watching that fall or when it rains You can hear yeah. it on the roof and then in the you know the fall you can see all the leaves all right the, down the river. So colorful yeah. and, and in the summer, you know with the trees fall it's all green surrounding the building so it's it's beautiful, and you can see almost every downtown landmark, the Federal Center, both ta you know, both towers, um, Kellogg. Yep, you see the school. Yep. Um, so the back porch. That's yeah. Landmarks on there. So we love the space, and yeah, um, we're looking forward to it. You know, ramping up, construction ramping up, yeah. and then it being complete. So um, we've ran into some barriers um, with every project. Um, and we just keep plugging forward. Yeah. But, so we'll be starting construction soon. Um, and yeah, then we still that. hope. So it's all um, demos all done and all that? 
It's we haven't not all that we've cleaned out cleaned so like there's out. been some cleaning in there but we have to do demos still so, um, but it's it's cleaned and we're ready to ready to have all the crews come in. We got everyone lined up. Yeah, we have all the financing in place. The only thing we were waiting on was the tax credits, um, and those went in for review right for the government shutdown. <laughs> and then when the government, that's who reviews it, the yeah, National Park yeah. Service. So we were on hold until they just opened back up. And we do know they're in review. We paid for the fee and everything. And so that's all moving forward. So best case is they have that wrapped up this month. And so March 1st, we'll be starting construction, best case. So it'll just depend on their review times. The hard part is they just got back. So right. they have a back order already. Yeah, and we should be, like, we didn't lose our place in the queue there, basically. But who knows how stressful, you know, that yeah. was probably pretty stressful. You didn't lose your place, but you didn't move up at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and they probably have a whole bunch of stuff that it's got to be pretty stressful to come into work. And if your pile's normally this high, have it be this high, you know, yeah. be looking over that every day. And <laughs> so does the, uh, the delay over down the street at uh, New Holland, does that affect your guys' uh, the brewery coming into your place at all? No, I don't think so. I think that they'll still probably open late fall, early winter is kind of what they're planning. And they may be slightly delayed. It'll depend on when our tax credits get approved okay. and stuff. Because we were hoping to start construction January 1st. And everything was in place mm. until the government shut down. Yeah. It was yeah. just like, what do you do there? You know, I was like, that's... And our other financing is dependent on, on the, the tax, tax credits. credits. Yeah, so you can't just like partially sign. That yeah. was the hard part. But we've, you know, are heavily invested in it. And it's, it's happening. Like we said, it's just a matter of... when. Yeah, and it's you just have to go with uh go with the flow of things because you get stressed out over things you have no control over mm -hmm. like development would not be for you <laughs> you know like because just things happen all the time like that I mean what are we're just saying like what are the odds that our tax credits would get our the form would get sent in two days before the government shuts down for the longest shutdown ever yeah like the <laughs> odds of that are just it's insane like that would never happen you know did someone told us like. When we first get what well, we're awarded the RFP, like by the way, this would happen. I'd be like, that's not even something I'm like closely concerned about. There's no way. So you know, you just got to go with the flow of things. And when things like that happen, just shrug them off and be like, well, there's something I could do. You know, control those things, but others just let yeah, it go. Yeah, you just have to accept the things that aren't in your right. control, and just let it go. Which is hard. Which it's yeah. just very hard for us. Yeah. Um, but what can you do? You know. I'm just saying that's something you guys kind of helps cope with it, like, well, it's, I can't do anything about it, so I can't stress about it. I definitely think there's stress, right. yeah. but, you know, you have your your moment right. that you need <laughs> to take, and then, you know, you have to accept, but you cannot change, and then sit with that. Luckily, I mean, we do live in a really yeah. supportive community. Yeah. You know, it's been, the community's had our back on every project we've done. They've been really excited, and that's what makes a lot of this possible. If the community was constantly giving us crap all the time and it would be really tough to, uh, to move forward with us but everyone's always had our back and been really mm -hmm. supportive yeah so i know in especially in this podcast we like to hear about the uh um, the hurdles you guys talked about some of them were there any more in either or of the projects <laughs> we always say we i'll start with the thousand dollar mistakes so I call them thousand dollar mistakes. Like it seems like everything that breaks like ends up being about a thousand dollars. So we've had a ton of those that are just like unexpected things that um, it was actually funny. Right when we had submitted the RFP for the building next door, when we awarded it, we just said okay. Like I was joking to Caitlin. This was a total joke. I was like, now just we'll be okay as long as nothing goes wrong. 
And literally five minutes later, the um, renters that are house up the road there that that we've never heard from ever were like, the water heater just went out. Like literally within <laughs> five minutes of me saying that. And I was just like, well, whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, it is what it is. But um, The floodplain. That was, a, that was the crazy one here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were 48 hours from closing. Wednesday night, the banker called me at 6 o'clock on my drive home. And he says, Cody, I got some bad news. And we, we had to close Friday at 10 a.m. That was when we were closing, period. And he goes, I got some bad news. Uh, 115A, which is this Airbnb unit on the second floor, mind you, mm-hmm. is in the floodplain. And I go, like the whole building's in the floodplain? No, just that unit. We had a, we had a, I didn't even know it. They're like, we had some company in Texas do some survey. And, and so I'm like, send that, send the survey to me, like right now. <laughs> and so the, he sent it to me and I got home and I looked and there's just like, the streets are like two lines, literally like 2D lines. And there's just this imaginary circle and it's flipping the corner. And I'm like, yeah. it's a second story unit. I'm like, if this floods, like we have bigger issues than the floodplain. You know? <laughs> like, better get Noah's Ark ready. So that was, yeah. so the next morning they said, I called the bank and I'm like, what are we gonna do? And like, we have to call FEMA and just like have them like get rid of it. And so you go to FEMA's website and I'm all ready and I'm like looking it up and they're like, uh, you have, it's like 48 days to under a deal. And I'm like, we do not even have 48 hours. I'm like, no, this is a mistake. Like this company made a mistake. And the bank's like, we won't let you close. So I spent the whole morning trying to get a hold of anyone at FEMA and then like just sending emails. And finally it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm like, we have to close. Cause this is the day before closing. Yeah. And I'm like, we gotta close. So. I called the insurance company. I said, we, can we get flood insurance by tomorrow morning at 10 a.m.? Which the insurance guy is like, kidding? <laughs> and he's like, sure. Uh, he's like, it's going to be like $12,000. And I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right, we got to order it. We have to do it. And I hung up the phone with him. And the bank called two minutes later, literally within two minutes. And they said, Cody, you're not in the floodplain. I hung up on him, called the insurance company. Do not order that. I I sent him an email and I called him and he says, don't worry, we're good. And I was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Because once you order flood insurance, by the way, it's non-refundable for the year. So even if we had just ordered it and hit cancel, we would have just lost $12,000. Yikes. You guys in timing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and it's always the last minute. Like, we try to be super proactive people. <laughs> non, this, like, just crazy nonsense at the last minute comes through, and you're just like, what? <laughs> oh, I lost probably half of my head of hair that morning. That was probably the most stress in, like, oh, a day. Man. Can't even imagine that. No. Cause, and we didn't, like, we did not have the extra 12000 We were totally blind at the time. I don't know what we would <laughs> yeah, have Yeah, do it. Yeah, I was just like, do it, order it. And luckily they don't, like, they like, don't ask for your money or anything. You're just like, yeah. Just bill me later. I'll yeah. figure it away. Uh, I mean, there's been other little ones, but yeah. I mean, those are definitely the craziest. <laughs> the tax credit one and then the floodplain. We're pretty nuts. It's hard to beat those stories. <laughs> yeah, but not if they're all right. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, we're pretty excited for all the stuff that's, you know, record box. You guys doing this stuff here? Is there anything else downtown that's got you guys excited? Yeah, I mean, first you guys being literally neighbors. That's exciting. Yeah, you know, right there. Um, yeah, everyone. I'm excited to be able to get my coffee fix <laughs> on the weekend. <laughs> there you go. Sure. Everyone, Cafe Rica, right up the road <laughs> from us here. 
80 West Michigan. Uh, <laughs> we're excited for New Holland. And I, I'd say the Heritage Tower because oh, yeah. what we're doing and a lot of other projects are kind of dependent on more residences yeah. Yeah. and having more people down here. So we're super excited um, for that as well, just to and see more a, foot traffic. And we're down, you know, we've lived down here for what, three years now, and it's pretty quiet. Yeah. Um, especially since Arcadia left like this used to be a busier end but since they've left it's very quiet and we you know go to the Griffin and we'll walk down the middle of the road because there's no traffic <laughs> and there's no people around so we're excited about about that yeah it'll feel more like a downtown right. than like you're in the middle of the country <laughs> <laughs> we're also JPG resources coming downtown yeah. a lot of the existing um, companies that are here are really exciting so um, we're pretty excited about all things happening. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's it's really exciting to see a bunch of vacant storefronts that have been that way for years yeah. coming up with new stuff. And we really love great. that these old buildings are being renovated. Right, the majority yeah. of them. And unfortunately, there's not um, as many as there once was. But that's what we're all about is preserving what we have left. Yeah, and then the Shrank's building is getting torn down too. Yeah. So that's really. Unfortunate, but yeah. you know, sometimes you can't, you can't save them all. And, right. Yep. Um, we just, you know, we hope that new development happens there, and we'll be excited to see what comes for that. You know, it's an awesome yeah. street front. Yeah, yeah it really is. Utilized. So, um, Cody, you started Driven Design what? Three months ago. Officially, six? it's been officially six months or so. Six right around there. Yep. So. Talk about how that's kind of that journey, like how you've decided to quit your job and start this full time. Yeah, so that was uh, that was really one of the exciting things about doing all the development stuff. As as a we did a lot of the development stuff, we were able to get a lot of really good publicity from that mm -hmm. and meet a lot of different people. And being an architect, as just as my day job, I began seeing that um, I could really understand the pain points of a lot of clients. You know, I, I get what it's like through yeah, development. Yeah. Um, we physically did a lot of the construction for this and plan to do a lot next door there. So um, I say like we were the GC, the general contractor for next door and here. And not like in the sense that a lot of people use GC nowadays where they're like, oh, I called people and subbed a lot of work out. Like, we literally swing hammers and do a lot of that work. So um, being able to understand the entire construction process mm -hmm. has been a huge advantage from financing. And it's been, I began realizing that like that's really what I love to do. And there was no job that you could swing a hammer in the morning, right. do design work all day, and then at the end of the day, like have a call with Goldman Sachs to be selling syndicating tax credits in a tranche. You know, like <laughs> it's just like totally over the spectrum, which is what I love. Right. So I kind of had to create my own job in that sense and be able to utilize that. And it's been awesome. I've had a lot of a lot of really great clients in the area um, that have wanted to do similar projects. What we're doing, it's been really a benefit to I feel like both the clients and myself because I can walk them through a lot of the pro forma process a lot of things like that that other architects can't and help them understand the spaces it's kind of like an all-inclusive architect then yeah a little bit <laughs> well I think there might be a little bit of like you said kind of insider info that you know besides you know you're an architect you can draw it but there's little like you said the pain points that you know personally from the contracting and construction that you know it might not show up in the drawing, but you know there's going to be a problem there. So you know how to fix yeah, it. Yeah, yep. 3D gets there and you're like, oh, this isn't 
quite how it should be and so you already know that yeah we're really excited i just got the oculus rift so like the so you can i can now take like do we're gonna do a visual tour of the record box soon yeah. so That's we'll like awesome. set up a date so people can actually physically walk through the space they can stand up and look around and see which is awesome for clients a lot of throughout the years architects have had a hard time representing because it's really hard as an architect a lot of times we can look at a space we know what we want it to look like we can see it right. really clear but a lot of clients can't yeah you know we're like you know there's a wall here and it's just like lines on a piece <laughs> of paper and a plan they're like what does that mean you know right. like wow, oh, this, this big this that. big yeah. <laughs> so being able to take people through a virtual reality experience is really exciting that's sweet virtual reality is could be super useful in the future and that's amazing that you're already utilizing it yeah, we're just we're trying to be at the forefront of it. We know there's uh, there's only one other firm that just got it recently in this area, so we're trying to be ahead of the curve on that and yeah. utilize that. Uh, what? So now that you have the record box going, do you guys have any anything else in mind in the future? And like, what, what kind is the master plan for restore restore two six nine? You can <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have another project in mind. Um, We're working on that. More will come. Yeah. yeah, more will come okay. with that. But <laughs> we um, definitely we have a few buildings that, that we'd love to be a part of mm -hmm. um, and help renovate, mm -hmm. even if we don't own it. Um, but just help, again, others in the restoration process in preserving these old buildings that we have. So we have a few that we love to own or like I said be a part of um, there's one building very close to here that we're hoping um, that might be our next project okay. so we will see you know um, and then we'll see what, what comes I mean, like we said it, this none of this was planned no, like this we, just happened we so never, we just kind of stumbled into development like Cody said he, we never planned to be developers right. you know but here we are doing it, and we, we love it, and... Yeah, as long as we continue to love to do it, and, yeah. you know, we're able to make the numbers work and stuff, we'll keep doing it. Yeah, just to bring, you know, we see there's a, a, a need or a demand in yeah. our community. We want to help meet it. We want to work with other community partners um, to bring them downtown or bring a new, an old space back to life. Um, so, we'll see. You know, we got some things up our sleeves, so... Okay. We're sticking around, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, we are sticking around. We are planted here. Not getting deterred away from your hiccups over there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like to We're see that. We're planted here. All right, well, we like to end each one of these with the same two questions. We get it from everyone. Kind of get a little different viewpoint, but same question. So the first one is, you guys have already talked about a lot of them, but a, uh, a hurdle, a mistake, or a disaster that has uh, set you back but propelled you further and then um, either business or personal advice for anybody who um, professionally wants to start a business, wants to do whatever, I mean, just general advice that could help anybody out. So I would say the biggest hurdle that ended up being a major benefit was ignorance. Like we, we joke about that a little bit, but it's actually, it's huge because what we didn't know didn't hurt us. Like if, if, if we were able to go back and talk to ourselves and tell us everything that happened, even if we like told us it's okay, like it comes one at a time, we'll be fine. <laughs> but like if we just had this like laundry list of everything that happens, there'd be like, there's no way anyone would sign up for this. Stuff. <laughs> so the ignorance, like as we went through, every time we were starting this process, when we had these little hurdles come up, 
you could they came one at a time luckily sometimes they'd come two at a time but at most two or three at a time there was never like a time where someone was just like all these things bad happened at once you know and you're just like oh my god that would just crush us so luckily every time something bad happened you just kind of were able to keep going so the ignorance of not knowing that was huge yeah, I, I think um, that's huge, and really we just go with the flow of things. Right. Expect the unexpected, <laughs> and don't get discouraged. <laughs> don't get discouraged by it. There were many times that we had to look at each other and really decide, is this something that we want to pursue? Is this something that we want to continue? And um, we're thankful that we did, because it gave us so many more opportunities. Um, and then you just never know where it's gonna take you. So, I mean, we never thought we'd be doing development, like we said, we never thought we'd have an Airbnb. Um, and then an event space, of, you know, teaming up with a brewery, <laughs> like, it's just, you just never know where life is gonna take you and be thankful for it and um, be thankful for everyone that's a part of it. So we're, we're very blessed for that. Yeah, any advice that you? Um, like I said, expect the unexpected. Go with the flow, I guess, is the best advice. And just love what you do, mm. for sure. I was just actually talking to someone the other night about um, being an entrepreneur and like that lifestyle and the, pa um, the path with that. And I thought back to Jim Carrey had a really good quote not that long ago that said, um, what was it? Um, I don't know exactly what it I don't is. Know what you're about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can, you can fail at what you don't want to do, or what you don't want to be. But I'm sorry, Jim. <laughs> so you might as well, you might as well um, try what you love. So basically, the gist of it is, is you know, a lot of people are too afraid to take the risk and go out on their own and do the things like that because they have a steady job mm -hmm. or something like that that they're just like, I can't, I can't leave this because there's healthcare and stuff and. He gave the example of his father was an accountant, and he could have been a great comedian. He said he was hilarious, but it was a safe job, so that's what he did his whole life. And then when Jim Carrey was like 12 or 14, um, his father lost his job as an accountant, and the family struggled and stuff like that. So the lesson was, well, you know, had he just tried to be an accountant, worst thing is, or if he had tried to be a comedian, if he had failed, you know, he could have always gone back. Ended up in the that. same place. Yeah, exactly. So. Take the risk is what mm -hmm. I'm telling a lot of people, and it's it is scary. It was scary when I quit my job. We were in the middle of the development, and still said, are. "Yeah, still <laughs> are," and just decided, "Hey, like, I think I can do really well as an architect and do this." And it was it always is scary, but mm -hmm. um, it's really rewarding if you put. And in the then work. you don't have that wonder too, like the what if, you know, what if I didn't do that? You know, it you tried right. and you gave it your all. So you you don't have that thought of well I could have or would have right. done that. And a lot of a lot of businesses do fail. Like I can't. It's some insane percent that startups fail within the first five years, and it's okay. Like failures happen. Yeah. You either pivot and you do something different, um, mm -hmm. or you that's when you go and you get a job at that point. You know, and then at least you knew. You know, and and it makes you more marketable. You know, like if you do have to go get a job at that point, you knew how to run a company. So it's like. Yeah. <laughs> That's great advice. Um, anything else? No, I think that's all I, I got. You guys have anything? Thanks uh, for having just, us. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, no just, problem. You follow our progress on our Facebook yeah. and Instagram. 
these one that once the record box is up and going in construction we'll be posting update project yeah. updates um so where can people find that then what's so, the what's the instagram and facebook um, handles restore uh, facebook is restore 269 um i believe instagram's the same restore 269 um and then you know, we're always connected with through email restore 269 bc at gmail.com yep and then um We'll be doing project updates ourselves, and also the Airbnb. Definitely check that out. Go to the Airbnb website. Um, December was a great month. We had every night booked except for one, so wow. there's a huge wow. demand for people to come to Battle Creek. Um, so we're happy to be able to accommodate. So that's you know what we're doing, and stay tuned. You can also catch on with uh, Ignite BC, right? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We're part of the steering committee for Ignite BC. So. so lots more events happening downtown and around town. So we're working on our next event with that. Well, very exciting. We'll be sharing what that next event is Perfect. sometime soon. Huge different makers in Battle Creek. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> Thank you. You heard it. You guys say if there's nothing going on downtown Battle Creek, you're wrong. Check out these <laughs> places. Restore 269, Ignite BC. There's lots going on. Yeah. So I think that's uh, going to wrap it up for today. Um, thanks again, guys, for uh, coming on, showing us your uh, your beautiful, beautiful place here. Yeah. And uh, I think that's all that's I got. It. Thanks. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. All right. All right. Uh, thanks for stopping by with us. Uh, we're gonna do. You know, we would do this every week. New guests every week, and uh, I think that's it. So yeah. uh, go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button. That's right. And uh, take, take it easy. easy. Nice job. You guys really are the stars. <laughs> <laughs>